Infraduke podcast, this one being recorded in person at the PPP Americas conference in Panama. Um, this is a fantastic event that's being hosted by the Inter-American Development Bank. Pulls together lots of people from across the PPP community, um, from all across um, LAC region. Now, let me make my introductions first. Me, I'm Angus Leslie Melville, and I'm Editorial Director of IJ Global Infrastructure Journal. I am delighted to welcome today, from the Dominican Republic, Isalia Lopez. She's Promotion Deputy Director for PPP in the Dominican Republic, and I'm going to make an apology before we start. Um, this is being done very much on the hoof. <laughs> I, I do tend to like to uh, prepare for these things quite a lot, but you know, when things just crop up, let's just do them. So, I suppose, Isalia, welcome to Infradig. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Last minute off the cuff and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> okay, um, can you take a couple of moments to tell our listeners about yourself um, and the role you play? Okay, well, I'm, I'm a lawyer, uh, but I'm working uh, on the promotion of the PPP projects in Dominican Republic. The PPP unit has started the, prog the program since 2020 and on August, and we've been working very hard in order to get people to know which are the, the great opportunity that brings, that brings the, the PPPs on infrastructure and public services in DR. So we're working very hard on that. And I'm, I'm helping the PP unit to promote all of the projects that we have in the pipeline. Okay, fantastic. Are you working closely with the likes of the IDB to develop a program? Because some of the conference discussion earlier has been about getting the model right from the get-go. Well, and the IDB worked with us as a country um, in the past administration because they work with us with the methodologies mm -hmm. and the public-private competitor mm -hmm. uh, to have everything done. And they help the Dominican Republic to have uh, these processes in order to make sure that when the program starts, everything was ready for, for, for work with the PPP program. Okay. So um, right now, because of that, We've been ranked number six in the Infrascope study because of our institutional and legal framework, because of that help that we received by that time by the IDB. So I think the IDB uh, helped us very much mm -hmm. in order to be ranking that in that studies. Well, kudos to IDB. Um, good job, well done by the sounds of it. Yes. Mm. But we're working with, not, with other agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we think that we're a young program and we believe that working with consultants and advisory and with uh, other agencies that can, that can be, um, that can help us to structure well done all the initiatives because in Dominican Republic, we allowed, or the, the legal framework allowed uh, unsolicited proposal as well. So maybe the 90% of the projects that we are working on it comes from the private sector. And we have to make a big effort in order to make tenders uh, with a lot competitive. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to make the market sounding in the time that it has to be done. We're trying to make open calls and road shows, uh, whatever it takes to make them, because we need to guarantee that the tender can be uh, open and we have a lot of, of companies that yeah. present their credentials. Yeah, um, it's so important to get that groundwork right and when, where we've seen the markets go horribly wrong in the past, it's where that work has not been done, just to set up all your ducks in order and everything's going to work lovely. Okay, well, I think that leads on rather nicely to having a quick chat about the PPP law. You do have one. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, It was the legacy of the past administration. It's been, they started to make uh, that work by 2016. And then, unfortunately for them, um, we had the uh, elections by the 2020, but they couldn't make it to start the program. And when the new administration comes in, we had, had very hard that uh, program of the, of the PPP law because it was a great opportunity because of the COVID uh, to have the chance to get the opportunity to have the private funds mm-hmm. in order to have all the infrastructure that this president right now, President Luis Abinader, promised in the government plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, in August, mm-hmm. we have the PPP law working program working from the starting point. We have to work with the capacity building of the new PPP unit. We have the designation of the executive director as well. Uh, we have the confirmation as the PPP law uh, describes of the national PPP council. So we have everything at the same time. It was really challenging, but right now we can say that we'll be making little steps in order to get done what what it should be done. Mm-hmm. But we are working very hard, um, trying to make sure that people understand that PPP is not public tradition, traditional work. Mm-hmm. And it's been very hard to make that difference between those two worlds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was started under the previous administration. It's quite refreshing that when the new administration comes in, they don't just scrap everything. Exactly. That's what I mentioned. Yeah. That, that, no, that's really so positive because you've taken their work. And okay, well, we'll finish this off. Exactly. Brilliant. Yes. And so you have PPP legislation that's fit for purpose, ready to rock. And, um, well, fantastic. Okay. Um, so, well, let's look at how it's going to be deployed then. Um, you have the legislation and in place. You've got a port project that you can tell me a bit about, which is approaching rather key stages. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's been awarded. It's called Puerto Duarte. Mm-hmm. It's in the northeast of the country in a province called Samana that proposes a rehabilitation of an existing port mm-hmm. uh, in order to make a um, cruise terminal. Right. So um, it was a port that received per year, maybe six private vessels yeah. just to provide. It was, it was a, a, a cargo port yeah. by that time. Okay. So we're trying to make that change in order to have the modal 
Porto multimodal port. Okay, so not only cargo, but also tourists. It, ha it has a chance to do both. Yeah, yeah. And deepening, I, I imagine you're going to be dredging that out, going to make it deeper. Does it need to be No, deeper? it has It, it has a great draft. Oh, yes. fantastic. Yes, it has a good draft. And, it, and it's fantastic because in Samana, in, in, in the north of the country, we have already two terminal ports, with one that calls Amber Cove, mm -hmm. that's... Uh, brings vessels from Carnival, mm -hmm. uh, that line cruise, and we have Taino Bay that is open to bring uh, different types of uh, line cruises. In the, um, maybe last month, we received almost like 1,000,000, uh, cruceristas, tourists from, that came from, from different countries. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think Dominicana, Dominican Republic has a great chance to continue work with the promotion of the tourism mm -hmm. because we have everything there. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I think this sport is going to be a blast. We right now are in the very, in few weeks, we're going to have the dry clothes mm -hmm. and we hopefully can have the financial club maybe in six months. So we, we can have this um, project being a reality because mm -hmm. I know it's going to bring a lot of, a lot of jobs And we've been working this project uh, with um, CLDP mm -hmm. that, and the, the USA finance that uh, technical assistance. So we are not alone in this project. We are a young uh, uh, PPP unit, but, but we are working together with different agencies that can mm -hmm. make assure that the, the structure of this project can be done the way it should be. Excellent. Um, that's going to be expanding the existing facilities, uh, building it out, sprucing up the whole area, and uh, then a concession to operate it for the next yes. however many years. Yes, it's a brownfield, but it's going to have the whole package, design, build, finance, over and maintain. And the term of the contract is 30 years, 33 years. You have three years for design and construction, mm -hmm. and then you have the rest of the years for the OONM. Yep. Fantastic. Okay, now there's also um, a highway project in DR, uh, Amber Highway. What can you tell us about Amber Highway? Well, Amber Highway is an unsolicited proposal, but it's one of the projects that when the president uh, took charge of the, uh, his first words about the PPP program mm -hmm. that day, when he took possession of the country, uh, he said that he wanted to have that project done, the Amber Highway that came from the private sector, but it had a lot of political will mm. to get it done because the north region of the country, uh, they have two important cities, Puerto Plata and Santiago de los Caballeros, that everything is there. Mm -hmm. um, I was saying before that Puerto Plata received just a, a month ago almost one million tourists from From, from, from the cruises. So Santiago has a lot to offer, but uh, Santo, uh, Dominican Republic is in fact is ranked number one for the infrastructure uh, in the Caribbean, but we has been a little bit shy trying to work with the uh, uh, road infrastructure in that part of the country, that zone, the, the Santiago and Puerto Plata. And I think that this uh, project is going to bring a lot of jobs. Uh, we try to make the equation a little bit different because the transaction has 
uh, greenfield that is the 32 kilometers of that Amber Highway. But we're going to have an O&M from the Circunvalación Norte de Santiago that is going to supply the 40% of the demand of the traffic. And we have another uh, element that the, the president, Luis Abinader, and the states wanted that project so bad that he had, we had as a country, uh, a land in Puerto Bergantin, that's in Puerto Plata, is a, a tourist destination, and they put in kind uh, 265 hectares of that land to get to get the transaction done. Oh, wow. So, okay. so the... That's commitment. Yes, that's commitment. So it's a little bit different, but... Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. commitment. So being, we went doing the roadshow since uh, May, and we have we've been having private sessions with twenty eight uh, companies mm-hmm. from Asia, from Latam, mm-hmm. from Europe, from the United States, just to get this thing done. We have already by today we have seven offers or seven, and the RFQ of the stage we are. Yeah. Seven companies that have shown interest in this tender and pay the fee of participation in order to participate in, mm. in this process. Well, as we like to say in the UK, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And <laughs> quite clearly, this is, a, this is a way I've never seen a cat skinned, but um, if it works... <laughs> it's different. It's yeah. very different, but they, they wanted to make it work. So, yeah. uh, And it seems difficult, but right now I think is. It fits. Okay, fair it enough. It fits. It fits. And we are very happy that we have the, the private set to have shown interest. Yeah, seven bidders. That's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a time that is a, was a little bit tight. And this is all from an unsolicited bid. Correct. So, so clearly you're open to unsolicited bids. Well... See as they come along. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, okay, wonderful. Um, let's move on to something else. Um, this is a PPP conference, and we, we've done transport there, we've motorway, we've got um, the port. Um, but how about social infrastructure? What's the ambitions on that front? I think every country wants to have that type of uh, inf- uh, social infrastructure, of course, and. Uh, one of the sectors that we are very interested in work on it is the health sector. Okay. In fact, we have received three unsolicited proposals that they are really right now in an early stage. Okay. So maybe we cannot share right now all the information because they're private, came from the private sector. Mm-hmm. But I think we have the will to make it work. And maybe in the next interview, we'll be talking about them. Okay, well, that sounds like a really good plan. I wish you the best of luck. I do appreciate that some things are just um, a little bit too early to go into it. And you can't, they're unsolicited bids. You then have to take them out to market for competition. Um, And it wouldn't be fair to be discussing them here. Uh, I think the same way. (laughs) Uh, Uh, You try, you try, you try. (laughs) Okie dokie. Dominican Republic. Let's just finish it off with this. Um, what was your message to the market? Well, I think Dominican Republic is in the heart of Las Americas. Mm-hmm. It has a great location. Mm-hmm. Um, is I think it's a commercial link between the 
Europe, LATAM, the States, and it has um, offered preferential access to more than 1,000 uh, million consumers through different type of uh, free trade agreements, like Derecafta with the States and Central America, like the EPAS for the European Union. So I think we are, we are a little country with a big heart and with great opportunities to, to give the private sector the legal security they need because we have a strong legal framework. I told you before that we were ranked by the Infrasco because of that. Mm-hmm. And we trust and we, but the president is committed with mm-hmm. trade flows and investment that comes from the private sector. So we have as well a lot of um, facilities for for the contributions to the states. We have the Confotur, that we have exemptions because in order to have uh, more investments and they can have uh, 100% during 15 years of exceptions in, in, in the agency of taxes. <laughs> so um, I think Dominican Republic has as well shown a great performance during the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. We've been in top of the line, uh, competing with other countries from that has similar economies as ours. And the we have been recognized mm-hmm. by the ONTU, by the OMS, because of the great vaccination campaign we have mm-hmm. to open the borders uh, really quickly mm-hmm. to have to receive tourists mm-hmm. and make that all the actions that need to be made to guarantee that the 16% of the GDP growth from the tourism stays as well and increase if we can, the most it can be increased. So I think Dominican Republic has the platform that the private sector needs and we have the flag. We have shown a great performance, so I mm-hmm. think Dominican Republic is the best place to invest. Wonderful. In the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. But because we're number one. <laughs> say no more. There's nothing more you can say than that. <laughs> okay, I think that brings us to a close for this um, unplugged version of and completely live version of the Infradig podcast. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, Zalia Lopez. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to join us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And to the listener, as always, I sincerely hope that you've found this to be anything but Infradig.